Now then, welcome to the Social Media Podcast. How are you doing? This is Simon Scholes here, founder and creative director of Perception Studios. Thank you very much, as always, for joining me. Uh, today, as always, we're going to be listening to the audio back from this morning's Days Confused and Generally Buggered, which is my daily live video, which I'm putting out all the time at the moment to try and help answer your social media and video questions that you have uh, burning inside you right now during this craziness that we're all called lockdown and COVID-19. Uh, don't forget, if you are interested, you can sponsor the live daily broadcast and all the content that comes from it, including this podcast, uh, for a weekly basis. So please do get in touch if you're interested in that. My email address is in the section below. And without further ado, shall we get started? The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints and great content ideas. Good morning. How are you, Dylan? Excellent. Me too. Thank you very much for asking. Welcome to the final ever daily live Dazed and Confused. That doesn't mean it's going to stop. It just means I'm not going to do them every single day, seven days a week. Um, But for those of you who are new here, this is the final one I'm going to be doing on a daily basis. I'm here to answer your social media and video questions and help you as quickly as possible get onto that content creation journey so that you can start making content on your social media that is consistent, that has the same message, that isn't scattergun and actually has your brand at heart. So that's what these broadcasts are all about. They have been all about for the last 10 weeks, trying to get you into that process of how to nine times your social media. My former number one book, which is available in the section below, uh, completely free. If you just go click on the link, you can download the book for nothing um, and you can go through the process I'm going to talk about today because as today is the final daily live, I thought I would take you very briefly through my how to nine times your social media process. And um, yeah, we'll have some fun with it. Uh, good morning to you if you've just joined us. Hello to Miles Keegan, who's joined us on Facebook. Um, and happy Friday to you as well. Um, and also hello to you if you joined us on Instagram Live or Twitch or Periscope or Twitter or YouTube or Facebook on the other channels that are available as well. So we're going to go through that process. First things first, though, who the hell am I to tell you anything? So I'm Sam Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios, this bad boy right here. And uh, we're an award-winning visual marketing agency. We help brands and businesses create content that really helps them stand out on social media. And that could be video, animation, aerial photography, graphics, all sorts of different types of things. However, a few years ago, it became quite obvious to me that not necessarily every brand, every business had the marketing budget available to have video content created for them to stand out from the rest of the competition on a regular basis. So if you didn't know this already, social media is all about consistency. You build an audience through patience and consistent content and consistent brand. But if you don't have a budget, how do you do that? And that's where how to nine times your social media process came from. It was a process I came up with, which was, look, if you do this and then this and then this and then this and then this, it doesn't have to cost you anything except a bit of time and a bit of time spent learning how to do those things. But once you know how to do them, then you can create content yourself for free. It might not be the most perfect content. It might not be pristine. It might not look perfect, but it is content giving the value that you want to give. And that's the most important part of organic growth is that you want to give not necessarily perfect content, but you want to give value. You want to be able to speak to people about what it is that you are an expert in 
but giving them help rather than constantly trying to sell. So if you are an expert at creating mugs, then you would not try and sell the mugs that you create. You would show them how you create the mugs and the story behind them and why each mug has got a different story and how you could do it yourself, maybe get a potter's wheel, all that kind of stuff. So it's all about the value you can give. So this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to go through that uh, that process fairly quickly and we'll see what we can do. Um, yes, um, Miles, is, <laughs> Miles is trying to cheer us all up right now. And he's saying uh, this weekend is uh, we've got the longest day on Sunday and then summer is gone um, and it'll get dark, which slowly means it's starting to suck. How are we cheerful this morning, Miles? Um, anyway, we are going to um, crack on and talk about the How to Nine Times Your Social Media Process. Hello to Miles. Hello to AJ, who's just joined us as well on Instagram Live. Whatever platform you're watching on, say hello. Let me know you're out there. Uh, don't forget to give this a thumbs up right now. Share it right now as well. Get your audience to start coming in and watching um, this broadcast. And um, yes, we can get ourselves going with the How to Nine Times Your Social Media Process. Get you on that content journey. Get you making something. Anything is better than nothing. If you're not communicating, nobody can hear the value you've got to give or find out about what it is that you do in the first place. So we're going to get started. A good morning to Chris Pierce, by the way, who's just joined us on Facebook as well. Okay, so the how to nine times your social media process. And this came about because I wanted to try and create this a simple process that people could make content work harder for themselves. But the biggest issue for most people is time, which is why I wanted to make that content work harder. But if you drilled it down even further, the biggest fear for most people is the fear of putting themselves out there in the first place because they don't want to put themselves on a pedestal and have people say, what the hell are you talking about? You're wrong. And that, for me, dies down to what's called knobhead syndrome or imposter syndrome and you don't feel that the knowledge you've got to give is actually better than anybody else's so why should you be giving it and so on and so forth we're not going to get started into mindset but what i can do is try and help take away that mindset a little bit because the first process in how to nine times your social media is actually planning so if you've understood who your actual audience is if you understand who your avatar is your ideal client then you can move on to this next stage. And the first stage in the book is planning. You've got to be able to plan your content. If you've got a plan in place, it will help you dramatically understand where you're going with your content on a week by week basis. Now, when I sit down with my clients, we try and plan a whole year because the fact of the matter is, is this isn't a quick process. This is gonna take time. So you need to be creating content consistently. And if you've got a plan in place, then it puts you in that start of a mindset of, right, I'm going to be doing this week on week, and I already know what it is I'm going to be talking about week on week. So hopefully it gets you into that place um, where you can actually start creating some content. So you're going to plan. But how are you going to plan? So you can plan for a week, a month, a year, whatever you want to do, whatever you feel comfortable doing. Personally, I would recommend a month. And what you're going to do is you're going to come up with individual subject matters for that week. Now, the way I describe this is if you look at someone like Ikea and when Ikea are doing their marketing on TV, they have bedrooms as a campaign one quarter and then they have gardens as a campaign on another quarter and then bedrooms as a campaign on another quarter. And the reason they do that is that it puts everything underneath one banner. They're not purely concentrating on just selling a bedroom. 
they're concentrating on selling everything that is connected to the bedroom, be it lamps, beds, mattresses, whatever it might be. So you can do that with your content throughout the week by tying it back into one particular subject matter. So if you are a cancer charity, for example, somebody I worked with recently, they could create content that is around um, men's cancer. But because men's cancer is there, then you can tie it back into men's mental health, which is a huge issue at the moment and talked about massively. You could talk it back into PTSD, all sorts of different things, the Samaritans, lots of different subject matters, but they all come back underneath that banner of men's cancer health. And so you need to think about what it is that you can tie your content back into on a weekly basis. So take a look at some of the national calendars that are available out there and find out what special events are actually happening. In the past, there's been things like talking like Donald Duck Day. Um, and what was the one for today? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. But today was a, a quite an interesting one. Anyway, I, I remember t- talking about it briefly earlier. But there's, there's lots of special days that are happening. So you could tie your content back into that. A great example of this was a client I worked with. We planned her entire year and then... She said, well, when should I start doing this? And obviously, we'd put the plan in place for the next following week. And I was actually, well, if you could, could we start tomorrow? And basically, the next day was May the 4th, Star Wars Day. She was a leadership coach. She helped leaders understand how to be leaders and help coach them to be better leaders. So I said to write a blog about the fact that the Death Star blew up because the architect of the Death Star missed the weakness because he was too scared of his boss, Mr. Darth Vader, who was a shitty boss rather than being an encouraging boss. And so she wrote that piece of content and it did really, really well, performed brilliantly. And so that's what I'm talking about, tying your content into different things that people could be searching for. The idea is that if you tie it into a subject matter, then when you talk about it later on, which we'll come to, when you tie that hashtag in, more people could potentially fall upon your content, read it, and get value from it and become a member of your tribe, a member of your audience, because that's what you want. You're trying to build your audience. You're not trying to sell to them. You're trying to build an audience who give a damn about what it is that they uh, they, they want that they want to, to know. Uh, so very quickly, uh, good hello to uh, Charging Waffle, who's just joined us on YouTube, um, and also uh, Mystery Listener on um, Facebook as well. And uh, we've also got Soap from the Heart. Hull just joined us on uh, Instagram Live, and Kuza as well, Kuza32, who's just joined us on uh, Instagram Live as well. So that's the first place of the process, is planning your content. Once you've got a plan in place, you know what you're going to be talking about, the subject matter. That's when you move on to the next stage. The next stage is blogging. Now, this, for me, is probably a nightmare. I hate writing. Even though I've written a book, I'm not a big fan of writing. But I know it's a great way for most people to open that doorway to content. And it's also a great way of putting the story right in your head as well for the next stage, which we're going to talk about in a moment. So... Blogging basically is going to go on your website and into multiple other places, which we'll come across in a sec. But what you want to do is when you're writing a blog, it's going to be about a specific subject matter. So what you're going to do is you can start writing your blog and you're going to tie three or four really poignant moments into your blog. They could be statistics. They could be facts and figures. They could just be quotes that you want to use. For example, in the past, I've used social media as like a room full of people shouting how creatively are you shouting? And I use that in a blog, which then went into 
video content, which went into memes, which went into audio and all sorts of different things. But it started off in a blog. That particular quote started in a blog. So the blog is the doorway to your content. It's going to help clear your mind. It's help going to help you understand the story. So what you're going to do is you're going to write your blog on whatever the subject matter might be. It could be anything from, like I say, social media and people cannibalizing each other all the way through to someone like Chris, who's listening right now, is an electrician. It could be you teaching people how to rewire a plug because we all learned it at school, but the chances are most of the people watching this right now and most of the people watching your content will probably have forgotten how to do it. And if they're sensible and know the safety features of not plugging in a plug with the piece of paper with all the details on the front, they can actually take that off, throw it away, and forget how to wire a plug. So you could be writing a blog about that. So you're writing, writing a blog, and you're going to put those poignant moments into it. You can always put a call to action in at the end as well. If you want to know more, drop me a line, all that kind of thing. But the whole point of the blog is that it's filled with value and that it clears your mind of any worry about what you're going to talk about. You understand word for word the the, the subject matter. You know the story. It doesn't have to be a story as such. You don't have to write a story about Bob the Plug who needed his uh, Sally wire changing. That's not what I'm talking about. The story is basically the flow of the content. So you've created your blog. You've got a blog that you're going to use as your main platform. From that, you are going to do a video. Now, this is the one that most people just start screaming at the screen at and saying, no, I'm not doing that, turning off and stop. No, not a chance. Video is the most powerful tool in your arsenal right now. There's just no getting away from it. Every platform takes video natively. TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, they all take it natively. They don't let you take videos from other websites and post them on their site without actually punishing you for the fact that you're posting somebody else's content on their site and taking them away from their website. They all like the native video. So you're sure as hell going to have to start getting over the idea that video is something you cannot do and you're going to have to do it. Now, the way I try and encourage people to do it is to go live, which is scary as hell. But number one, you've got to remember, and this is in the nicest possible terms, nobody's going to watch at the beginning <laughs> because you don't have an audience yet. And if you do have an audience, it's awesome. And they're going to forgive you making any mistakes because they know you don't normally go live and they're there for the value you've got to give, not for them laughing at the mistakes that you might make. It doesn't matter if you make mistakes. Nobody's dead. This is social media. It's not brain surgery. If you make a mistake, if you make a spelling mistake, if you make a grammatical error, nobody's dead. You can correct, correct it. You can't fix it in video, but you can correct it in print. But it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. You just move on skate over the fact that you made a mistake and move on to the next next piece of the subject. So you're going to do video. I would highly encourage doing live video if you can do on something like Facebook. The reason for this being is that if you can get good retention times on a live video, Facebook will push that content out to a wider audience. If you can get people watching over 10 minutes, they will just go, whoa, let's push it out to a massive audience, which is awesome. So if you can do that, brilliant. If you can't, 
you can sit down and record a video. My biggest worry about anybody sitting down and recording content is they will stop and start all day long because you can. If you're live, there is no getting away from the fact you've made a mistake. You've stumbled over yourself. You can't go, ah, oh, that's crap. I'm going to start again. You can't do that on a live. You just have to keep going. Whereas if you are doing a recorded piece of content, then you will. I guarantee it. You will go, no, stop. I'm going to start that again. And then you'll do another stumble five minutes into your video the next time. And then you'll stop that one. And then you'll start again. You've got to try and make this impossible for you to stop and start because otherwise you're going to get to that stage where you're aiming for perfection rather than the value that you've got to give. You've got to remember what you've got to say is more valuable than the fact that you've just stumbled over your word briefly. It doesn't matter. That's why I encourage live. So if you can go live, fantastic. If you can't record it, but you've got to not worry about perfection, then you post it. You've got this great piece of content that's just gone out live. You posted it, but it's not quite put together right. So the way I would put together a live broadcast is I would introduce myself. So whatever networking you might have gone to in the past, if you've never gone networking, give it a try once we get out of all this craziness. It's well worth doing, especially if you're a small business. But if you've never been networking, you get an opportunity at networking to generally give a little bit of a pitch about yourself. It could be 45 seconds, 60 seconds, but generally no longer than that. And what you want to do is talk about the pain points that you heal, that they fix, and uh, what you can do for the people in the room. So basically, you've got this 60-second pitch. You can slightly lengthen it because it's your video. It doesn't matter. I wouldn't go any longer than like a minute and a half at the absolute most. But basically, do your pitch. Sell yourself at the beginning of the video. Get straight into the video as well. Don't sit there waiting for people to join you. Because like I say, the chances are they won't. Not at the very beginning. But this piece of content is going to sit on your business page forever. And if you've got a point at the beginning of your business page where you've got a great video there with filled with content, filled with value, but the first minute and a half is you sat there going, well, we'll just wait for a few people to join us. Oh, there's one. And another. Just, just waiting for a few people to join us. If your first minute and a half is that, most of the people who are going to watch on replay will just go and actually walk away from the video completely and go to somebody else who can offer them the same value instantly. So get into your content. Introduce yourself. Talk about who you are, what it is that you do. Then get into your subject matter. Talk about the story that's in your blog. The blog is that doorway to content. You're going to use the blog, the story that you've told, those bullet points are going to help you tell your story because you don't want to script this. But if you put those bullet points onto a, like a post-it note and stick them over your screen, so you've got a, you've got a post-it note, sorry, it's knocking the camera, got a post-it note, scribble down your bullet points, stick it over your screen. That way you've got notes of what it is that you're going to be talking about and it stops you looking at yourself. Because I know you're gorgeous, but you don't need to see yourself on a regular basis. You look at yourself all the time. While you're live, you need to talk to your audience. And your audience are here. Your audience is not there. Get me? Your audience is here. Yeah? I'm talking to you now. Right now, I'm talking over your shoulder. Right now, I'm talking to you. Right now, I'm talking to your cleavage. Right now, I'm talking to you. Talk to your audience. So stick this over your screen. That way, you don't have to look, look at yourself.
And um, it also gets you away from that fear of looking at yourself as well, but also helps you with your story. So you've got your bullet points written down on that post-it note. You can tell your story. Then you need to get out of the video. How do you get out of the video? You give a mini call to action. You don't need to sell still. This is all about drawing people back to the, the content that you've spoken about. So let's use Chris as an example again, the electrician. Um, so you've taught everybody how to rewire a plug. Then you come out of it and you go, so if you need any help with any other electrics within your home, just drop me a line and be more than happy to try and help if I possibly can do. Um, but don't ring me up to rewire a plug because I've just taught you how to do it. That <laughs> That's kind of humorous, um, a bit throwaway. Um, and yeah, people will get a laugh out of it. So that kind of thing, sort of throwaway sell effectively. So you're not selling, it's not a hard sell. It's just a throwaway comment, get in touch. If you need any further help, I'd be more than happy to try if I possibly can do that kind of thing rather than, right, okay, I've taught you how to rewire a plug. If you need a new RCD box and you should be getting in touch with me because I can do it cheaper than anybody else in your area, then I'm gonna wanna hear that. That's a sell and this is social media. It's organic. If you're going to sell on social media, it's a totally different subject matter. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so we've got our live video. What do we do next? We're going to download it. And when we download it, we can then tidy it up ever so slightly, maybe put a nice intro and outro on it if we've got it, nice little animated sting maybe, some call to actions like, like um, contact details on the end, maybe a contact card on the end of the video. And then you can upload it to other websites. You can upload that video then to YouTube. If it's under 10 minutes, you can upload it to LinkedIn. If it's over 10 minutes, you cannot. But the next stage of stuff, you probably can. So we'll talk about that in a second. But you're just going to upload it to everywhere that you possibly can do, IGTV even, <coughs> all sorts of different places. So that content's getting out there. Then what you're going to do is you're going to edit the video into short form pieces of the content. So you're going to take out maybe your intro, chop that down to make sense, but to be as short as humanly possible, and then go into one of your quotes from the video. And hopefully you can chop that down so that you end up with a piece of content that is either under 60 seconds long or under a couple of minutes. And so that way, then you've got content that you can use on multiple channels. If it's under 60 seconds, you can use it on Instagram. You could use it on TikTok. Um, you could use it on Instagram stories, even if you're happy to split it into 15-second blocks. Lots of different places. If it's over a minute but under two, you could use it on Twitter. And if it's over two minutes but under 10, you can use it on different things like LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. You could put it out as content on YouTube as well as the fact that you've got the full video on YouTube as well. Don't be afraid to multiply post that same content because nobody will want to watch a 30-minute video, but they might want to watch an eight-minute one on the same subject matter. Yeah, okay. So you're gonna edit this stuff into lots of short form content. You're gonna be able to post that in lots of different places. Obviously you're gonna learn as you go what content will work in different places, like different lengths, all that kind of stuff. Also some of them prefer a different aspect ratio. That's how you edit the video to look. <clears throat> so right now this video is 1920 by 1080. So it's 1920 pixels wide and 1080 pixels tall, but you could edit that so that it becomes 1080 by 1080, so it's a nice square. That one will be perfect content for Instagram. 
um, <clears throat> and all that kind of stuff because you don't want a post on your Instagram feed, for example, that is bleeding out on both sides because they might be losing something from the actual visual. So, for example, this content right now obviously is, is live on Instagram Live and will actually um, be resized from Instagram Live to suit an Instagram post. But if I posted this image right here, then most of the days and confused would be missing and the Perception Studios logo would be missing because it would fit into a square. And so people wouldn't see it, it'd look a bit messy. So when you are making your content, editing it down, then you will learn how different aspect ratios work for different um, platforms. But that's just a trial and error thing. Again, it doesn't matter if you make a mistake, nobody's dead. And if you're that worried about it, you can delete the piece of content and then remake it. Okay, we're going to move on to the next stage right now. Um, very quickly, though, um, hello to Mac Asnell, who's um, just uh, joined us on YouTube. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Um, and Ed is asking the question, do you make animated intros and stinks for videos? Um, very quickly, yes, we do. Uh, we make um, animated intros and stinks for lots of businesses, lots of types of content. In fact, we're working on about three or four at the moment for some different clients. So, yes, it's something we do. Drop me a DM. We can have a chat about it. Okay, so the next stage. So you've made your video content, you've posted it in lots of different places. What else can you do with your video and with your blog? So you're gonna make the blog work harder for you. You've already made the blog into a live video. You've made that blog into live video and small video content. So what you're gonna do next, you're gonna turn that blog into memes. Now, if you don't know what a meme is, a meme is an image with text over it, essentially. Now, normally you will see text and images and it'll be somebody else's famous quote. What you're gonna do is use your own quotes. We're gonna make you famous. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna use your own, whatever editing software it is that you've got. Um, I use Affinity and Pixelmator on my Mac. Some people might use Photoshop. Some people might use MS Paint. It doesn't matter as long as you can make the content on your brand. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna get an image um, and it could be an image of you. It could be an image of your product. It could be an image that you've downloaded from stock photo libraries not something I recommend on a regular basis because they do look like stock photos, but you can do that as well. And you're gonna put the text from one of your main blog bullet points, those main quotations I was talking about at the start, you're gonna put that over your image. Now, if it's a mega long quote, you're gonna word economize, you're gonna cut back and go, what do I need in here? Take certain elements out so that it still makes sense, but is about seven words long, maybe eight. You don't want too many words on there because you're going to post this on platforms where people are consuming on their phone. You don't want to make it difficult for them to read it. You want to make it nice and easy for them to read it. So you want it to be nice and big text. You want to make it easy, um, but you want the image to be nice as well, um, but not necessarily perfect. Just something that's going to draw them in. And that text will hopefully draw them into the description but it's not going to do that if it's so small that they're struggling to read it because there's 40 words there. So word economize, make it into a nice, short, succinct quote, stick it on there, and then you can post that piece of content into lots of different places. What I recommend is whatever image you do, you make them square. So 1080 by 1080. Don't worry about HD images. When you post a photograph, it will post the photograph as it is. So it will post it as a square. And most platforms actually prefer the 1080 by 1080 ratio. The problem with doing that with video is that it will put black lines on either side. 
And there's nothing worse, I feel, when you see a piece of content that is usually 1080, but it's been made to be square by the person, and then it's still a 1080 by 1080 aspect ratio. So you've got these black lines on either side. You'll have seen it on Instagram. You'll have seen it on Facebook. You'll have seen it on YouTube. It's when people film in a portrait mode rather than a landscape. It's not great. It doesn't look brilliant. So resize your photos before you start. Um, make them look all square and nice and whatever you want to do, and then drop your text over the top. Um, and then you will have some great memes that you can then share across multiple platforms. Okay, final stage. If you want to go through any of these stages again, by the way, they are all in my book and in much more depth. And we talk about the SEO and hashtagging and all sorts of different things within the book. You can download it. It's in the section below. Um, but we're on to the final stage right now. The final stage is podcasting. This is probably for me, especially coming from a radio background, one of the most important stages, especially right now. Podcasts have been growing for years, but for some reason in 2020, they have gone bang. They have exploded. Don't know why, but they have. Maybe it's just because more and more people have been talking about them and more and more people are happy to do audio than they are to do video because not everybody's happy to be on a camera, but everybody's happy to speak. I don't know what it could be, but podcasts have exploded, which is why a weekly podcast from you would be a powerful tool in your arsenal because it's, again, something you can post in lots of different places. There are lots of apps you can use, which I haven't written into the book. I'm going to write another section of the book to add to the book all about the apps that I use that can repurpose the content that you've made from repurposing. But we won't get into that right now. Um, but a podcast is such a powerful tool. It really helps remove friction. For me, a huge level of social media consumption comes down to friction. Do you have time to sit down and read a blog? If you do and you like reading, then you're likely to do it. If you don't, how else will you consume that content? Could it be a video? Well, I don't want to sit down and watch a 28-minute video. That's fine. I've broken it down into little segments, little bite-sized pieces that are one or two minutes long where you can get the value, but you only have to sit for one or two minutes to watch a piece of video. Oh, that's a bit better. You know what? No, I, I just video is not my thing. I'm not that keen. <clears throat> okay, so what can you do next? Oh, well, you could scroll through your phone and have a look at some of the images I've created, which, again, tell you the same story as I do in the video, but it's in, in a visual format and in a photographic format. Uh, I can't be bothered to scroll. Okay, so the next stage is podcast. Audio is one of those things there is no excuse for not consuming it other than you just can't be bothered to consume it because you can consume audio at any time. You can consume audio while you're in the car. You can do it while you're mowing the lawn. You can do it while you're doing your daily exercises. You can do it while you're walking the dog. Wherever you are, pretty much you can consume audio unless you're in a really noisy environment or in a place where you're not allowed to listen to audio. But otherwise, you can pretty much consume a podcast anywhere that's why it's almost frictionless for a podcast and why it's such a powerful tool to your arsenal. So what you're going to do is you're going to strip the audio off the video. Now, if you've learned how to edit video in the first place, you will know that it's easy enough to render that down as an MP3. The minute you've got that audio, you have a podcast. It doesn't need any fancy intros and outros. It's nice if you can do them, but it doesn't have to be there. The value is in the content. And that 
then can be posted onto SoundCloud, which can then distribute out to iTunes and Spotify, or you could use Anchor, which will do the same thing. Lots of other websites out there. Me personally, I use SoundCloud. Not a big fan of some of the T's and C's within Anchor, but I know a lot of people who use Anchor. Anchor's also great as well. You can send people a link, just like I could do with StreamYard right now. I could send somebody a link and they can join me on the live. You can do that on Anchor. You can send somebody a link on Anchor and then they can come and join you. You can record that broadcast together and then you can turn that into a podcast and edit it up and all that kind of stuff. So it's quite a cool tool. Um, It's just not the one for me. It's not the way I work, Um, but it's another tool out there for people. Um, But a podcast is such a powerful, powerful tool. And you've got one by simply having written a blog and then taking the audio off the video that you've created from the blog. You've got a 28-minute podcast then. And you can post that out week on week. And that is essentially a really great way of doing this. This is how you nine times your social media. Like I said, this hasn't really gone into massive depth of how you do all of this, but it will help you get onto that process. Hopefully, if you've listened. And if you haven't, it doesn't matter. You can download my book. It's available in the section below. It's completely free. You get the book, go through the process, and it will just get your mind thinking, okay, yeah, I could probably do that, and I could do this, and I could do the other, and just hopefully get you into that state of mind where you're going to start creating content on a regular basis because we're all in this weird situation. We are going to come out of it at some point or another. God knows when, but we are going to come out of it fully at some point or another, and it's going to be the difference between you having a business and not is whether you've sold during this period and actually made any money and whether you've still got a brand when you come out the other side because people will even know about you or they won't. And if you've been working and selling still, then hopefully word of mouth will have helped on that. But social media can make a huge difference again to that because you can then become that person people will go to as a voice of authority or they won't. It's one of two ways. So hopefully this will encourage you into creating more content as well as doing the stuff that you need to do to make money. Right. Okay. Let's have a quick look and see if there's any questions or quotes that have come through from people. Um, let's have a look. Here we go. Um, Kuza saying, is it hard editing videos on YouTube as I watch your old classic videos? Um, I don't think editing is difficult. It's not the most simple thing in the world. Um, but once you get the knack of it, it's fine. Um, it's just sitting down and learning to do it. Um, and if you're happy to do that, and if you're happy to spend a few hours each time editing your content rather than paying an editor to do it for you, then you're fine. If you're not happy to pay, if you're happy to pay for an editor to do it, you could save yourself a lot of time, and that time you could be selling. But you've got to weigh up the pros and cons. I'm not here to say you must spend money on an editor. But if you've got the cash to spend on an editor, that will allow you the time to then make more money, which will then pay for the editor and pay you some extra cash. Then why would you not do that? Why would you not pay an editor to do it in half an hour? A job that would take you four hours, but in that four hours, you'd make 360 quid and it's going to cost you £200 for an editor to do it for a month. We have the pros and cons. That's not saying that's what my pricing is, but um, yeah, you might find that's probably the way forward. Um, And let's have a look. Um, Ed is saying, I think podcasts are much easier to record nowadays and so much easier to listen to. As you say, podcasts are pretty much frictionless. They really are. 
Um, and there's loads of great tools out there that people can use. These are just the ones I use, but have a look around. If you're not keen on the, the stuff I've mentioned, just kind of have a look and, and see what there is out there. There's loads and loads and loads of distribution tools for podcasts and content and all sorts of stuff. Okay, right. We're going to um, leave the floor open for the next minute for any questions that you want to ask, um, and then we're going to call it a day on the final daily live. And um, quick hello to Adam Parl, who's just joined us on Periscope, which is Twitter as well. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Um, if you've got any questions at all, we're still going to be doing the lives. I'm going to be going live on a Monday, a Wednesday, and a Friday. So not Tuesdays or Thursdays, and definitely not on a weekend anymore. But if you've got any questions, drop them in, into uh, the comments on this video, if you're watching on the live right now, or on the replay. And if you're listening to the podcast, uh, you can also drop me an, an email as well. My email address is in the description box below. That's easy for me to say. And if you're watching live, it's scrolling across the bottom of the screen at the moment. Um, and you can drop me an email with your questions on. Or if you just want to drop me an email and find out more about what it is that we do as a business, maybe we could help you out. Uh, maybe we could do some one-to-one -one consultation stuff, whatever it might be. Um, drop me a line and uh, we can see where we can go from there. But all I want to say is, for the last 10 weeks, it's been an absolute honor answering your questions, trying to help you as best as I possibly can do, give you as much value as I possibly can do as well. It's not been easy, let's be honest. Um, I've not gone live the entire 12 weeks that it's been so far, um, but I have gone live seven days a week for 10 weeks. That's 70 episodes that you can go back and have a listen to, or um, a whole bunch of other videos can go and check from um, and see the questions other people have asked and I've answered and so forth. But um, until Monday, thank you ever so much for watching. Thank you for joining me for the last 10 weeks. Uh, thank you for your questions. Uh, thank you for subscribing. If you're not already subscribed, do so right now, this very second, on whatever platform it is you're watching on. And don't forget, share this content around with everybody, whether it's these longer videos, whether it's the podcast, whether it's a short form video that you're watching, share it around with your audience, get more people involved in this content, and uh, we can try and help as many people as we possibly can do going forward. Uh, but until next week, thanks so much. And um, yeah, have, uh, have a good one. Have a nice weekend and a uh, happy Father's Day for Sunday. I'll see you next week. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.